how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. This episode is brought to you by IronJohnGear.com. In between your creative pursuits, make sure to check out Iron John Gear for top apparel, footwear, fitness items, outdoor supplies, sports gear, and much more. Visit the website for top deals on things like lanterns, backpacks, tents, snow clothing, bomber hats, sunglasses, fishing gear, and more. Visit ironjohngear.com today and save money on your next adventure. In addition to Iron John Gear, make sure to also check out Freelancer Class, where you can learn how to become a freelancer full-time or part-time. The online course will teach you how to make money online as a writer, marketer, designer, virtual assistant, accountant, or salesperson. Stay tuned after the show to learn how to get access for free to this $99 valued freelancer course, along with some other free items on our website, creativeprinciples.live. Writer-director Michael Franco penned the script for Chronic after his grandmother got terribly ill. In the film, Tim Roth's character David is a home care nurse who works with terminally ill patients. When Franco and Roth met at Cannes, it was clear that the actor wanted to be involved with the director's next project. For this collaboration, the duo wanted to talk about End of Life. Well, I guess it's out of curiosity with when I was 15 and I started uh, discovering some, you know, key films, some, some, like the power of cinema, the possibilities uh, of expressing different ideas uh, through cinema, I realized this uh, very interesting medium and, and I started, you know, with the short films and not being sure if, if I was going to be able to make movies. But, but once I started, uh, I made my first movie when I was 22. Seven or twenty-eight, I wouldn't want to stop because it's uh, you know it's a great way of expressing personal stuff that will be relevant and interesting for the masses. So I think uh, uh, it's uh, you know it's hard to stop. Actually, it, it's a good way of understanding who I am and, and why things are the way they are. And your new film, Chronic, is very intimate material. Um, but almost viewed through a distance. Where did you kind of come up with this idea to tell the story? Uh, the idea uh, appeared to me when in 2010 my grandmother fell sick. Uh, she was suddenly paralyzed uh, because she, uh, she suffered a stroke, like one of the characters in the film. And, um, you know, she, she was totally dependent on nurses doing this shift and, and I started uh, realizing how difficult the life of a nurse is and 
the big questions regarding the end of life. And uh, yeah, I was very curious about uh, uh, these nurses, these uh, caregivers, uh, why they choose that kind of life and, and how exactly, you know, how it is, how, how can they cope with that kind of work. What other types of outside research was involved for the film? Uh, I mean, the long illness of my grandmother uh, turned out to be research itself. Um, and then we, I spoke with different nurses, especially when I decided to make the film in the States in order to work with Tim. Um, then I had to you know, see how it works uh, differently in the state. Not in the personal matter, because the way it affects the nurse is the same, but a little bit, you know, the, the dynamic with different people or, or what comes out of the movie regarding the uh, comments on society, even if I'm not looking to make specific comments, but simply the way it works in the state from my point of view. And then, of course, Tim Roth... Uh, was out uh, doing a lot of research himself. He kind of became uh, a nurse, <clears throat> and, and he would uh, call me almost every day at the end of the day telling me his experiences with patients, and, and, and a lot of it ended up in the script. Did you write the role with Tim Roth in mind? Uh, yes. I, I had a, some ideas written down, but not a full script. Uh, not nearly a script, uh, before I met Tim. And he asked me when we met at Cannes, uh, after I got the award for Lucia, what was my next movie? And I told him about the nurse and, you know, the rough idea. And he said, I'd like to play. So, yeah, then I wrote it specifically for him. Wow. Now, the film has very little exposition. Can you elaborate a little bit more on your style? Well, I was looking for a way to shoot the movie where I'm not manipulating the audience uh, at you know in in the classic way. I like giving the audience room space to jump to their own conclusions. And that's why there's no music, no camera movements. There are very wide shots and uh, no cuts. Almost you know, it, almost every scene is shot. Uh, uh, on, on one take. Um, it's also a way of looking for the purest form uh, to to analyze these big questions regarding uh, the end of life and the meaning of, of many things. Did you kind of make some new discoveries um, personally while writing the film that like, changed your thoughts on life and those kind of things? Well, I... Yeah, I mean... It's impossible not to think about the fact that we're all headed there. <clears throat> Fortunately, it can be done with less pain in a better way. I guess that's what I kind of learned. Uh, and it's okay to think about it. Uh, it shouldn't be like a taboo, you know. It shouldn't be something we're constantly avoiding. I think it's healthy to to acknowledge, you know, the fact that we're all headed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a viewer, you kind of notice it almost takes an outsider to give this level of support to people. Um, how would you define Tim Roth's character of David, and um, does he give as much as he needs? 
I yeah, I mean, it was important for me to 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 be clear on the fact that these caregivers they're not like angels, you know, they're not Mother Teresa just mm-hmm. giving. They they do it because they get something out of it uh, mm-hmm. as well, and they need it. And and in many cases they do have the personal stories, painful stories like the one Tim, you know, the background that that his mm-hmm. character has and 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 yeah we, that's why they keep doing this uh, kind of uh, job did you know his the character's background from the beginning or did you discover it during the writing uh it was during the writing but i i was i had been thinking about it for the way i, I write scripts i i i have many ideas but i keep thinking about those ideas for two three years and I, I I never sit down and write until I know, you know, actually what I'm gonna write. So so most of the writing, so to speak, gets done in my head during those years uh, where the idea has to be mature enough in order to sit down and write. Mm-hmm. There are some uh, lighter moments in this in the film with the character John and, and David. How important are these little breaks in a film with this like level of depth to it? Uh, it's very important, of course, I mean, from a cinematic point of view, the audience makes a break every here and there. And also, you know, to, to be clear about the fact that uh, it's not all uh, darkness and, and terrible. I mean, even in the worst situation, there's, uh, people need uh, humor, you know, people need to laugh. I, I don't mean just the audience, but, you know, people under, like John, you know, that character, he, he that's his way of facing those terrible moments. And, and the fact that the nurse is able to adapt uh, to, to to whatever the character, the, the sorry, the patient needs, it's uh, also very important. I mean, it's not just about the technical side of caregiving. It's, uh, um, they get uh, involved in an emotional, personal way. Mm-hmm. Going back to um, your style, or at least the style of this film, are there any cinematic influences that come to mind? Mm, I there's a film, an American film called After School, uh, that I do like a lot. And then there's uh, uh, people do compare me to Haneke, but I I I I'm obsessed with Bergman. I I would point in that direction uh, a lot more. And but but this is my fourth film, and I was trying, you know. To give more, like, you know, to let it be the way it had to, it has uh, to to be uh, taken on account the fact that I did three movies before. So, you know, uh, I, I wasn't imposing any style or anything. I I just did what the story required. Mm-hmm. You said these characters kind of stay with you for a few years. What's your actual like time frame like to write a film like this? I like the aspect of it. It takes like a year to actually actually write it, but of course I'm not writing every day for a year. It's like two months, and then I stop. I let it rest, and and I go back to it for a month or six weeks mm-hmm. until it's actually yeah ready. Do you have any specific um, writing rituals? Like do you write in the morning or at night or anything specific like that? Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I always, if I have to explain it, I'd say it's similar to to uh, the discipline that uh, 
uh, an athlete needs. You know, in terms of I stop drinking, I sleep early, I exercise, I eat well. I, I need to be like in a very, uh, you know, good shape mentally, very relaxed. Uh, I try not to get involved in, in you know, uh, like any other kind of business. So all of my concentration, even if I'm not in front of the computer writing, uh, I'm I'm always thinking about what I have to write. And it's always mornings. I, I never write at night. Have any of your techniques um, changed or developed in a different way over the years? Uh, the way I work, you mean? Uh, it could be the way you work or just the way you tell stories in general. Um, I I always try not to be too clear about the way I work. But what I'm trying to say is I want to keep making different films. Mm-hmm. And it's good to know my strengths and what helps me get the films done. But at the same time, you know, I'm only 36. I don't want to be like, this is the way I work. And, this, and you know, I I, right. I think the process affects the, the results. So did, did I get your question? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like you, you mean you don't want to be too defined the way you work? Yeah, I mean... I, I, I I think every movie requires a different process. Um, is there any advice or like one thing you had wish you had known um, before your first film? Uh, <laughs> before my first film, mm-hmm. um, this is what I have found very hard making my first. I mean, yes, okay, the 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 the, the big. Uh, responses that's the sole film that I didn't produce on my own or mm-hmm. you know with my production company and it was a mess because I had to I, the, the strength of becoming a writer director producer uh, gives me a lot of freedom and, and on that first film I had to to cope with a lot of uh, things and, 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 and you know I had to adapt to a way a traditional way of working like very old school Regarding, you know, like uh, a huge crew and, and uh, I don't know, like every, everything was heavy and, and uh, it the way I work now, everything works around the actors and the cinematography and I don't care about the rich. You know, I shoot chronologically. I, I don't, I reshoot like 20% or 30% of the film without uh, requiring an additional budget. So I, I, I found that very flexible uh, way of producing. Do you also write chronologically? Uh, you mean like like the story? Like I never sit down and write until I know what's the end of the movie. Uh, and yeah, I, I need to know from beginning to end what's going on in my head before actually writing. That, of course, doesn't mean that it won't change while writing, but yeah, I need to to know the whole story. Mm-hmm. So without giving anything away, you always knew the ending to this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's very important to know where it's headed. Mm-hmm. What do you find to be the most difficult step in the writing process? Uh, well, I guess it's the discipline, the discipline, and and 
and and making sure that whatever I'm writing, I fully understand. But that's the long process, the, the years I think about it before actually sitting and writing. I guess what's different is the discipline and understanding what I'm writing in order, you know, every new draft should be a step forward and not, you know, uh, you can write 10 different versions of a film and you, you start to get confused about what's better. So it's important to have a, a clear mind, a, a clear idea. And uh, in this case, Tim was very helpful. Like he really collaborated in that uh, process. Did you guys actually work on drafts together or just mostly speak in conversation? Uh, mainly notes and, and conversations. We, we never actually sat down and, and write together, but but he was very involved, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've just got a couple more for you. Um, what advice might you have for upcoming writers? Is there like one thing someone could change to become a better writer today or a common problem you see in the industry? Uh, I I I would say the the the, the worst is when somebody pitches you a film that they're gonna write and they they, they explain it's gonna be a mix of this film and that film you know or just you know the fact that they're following the formula you know the save the cast or I I think it's ridiculous to to just make the same film that's been done over and over so yeah go for it or something original that comes from within. And and also a different way of telling it. No, I think that's, that's what I would say. Are there any filmmakers um, that you particularly look up to, or films that you have to watch every year? I keep going back to uh, to Woody Allen, uh, even if I don't think he's the best filmmaker ever mm-hmm. uh, at all. You know. But I, there's no bigger pleasure for me at at certain moments than watching Annie Hall again and Manhattan and many of his movies. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the film or any upcoming projects you're working on? Uh, I just shot a pilot for a comedy, which people find hard to imagine <laughs> or hard to believe. But I, yeah, I, I just. I'm editing now. I I hope it works. I hope it's funny, you know. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter. We also get free access to the freelancer course, Master the Freelancer Mindset. This system will teach you exactly how to find clients online, which includes step one, the psychology of the mindset, step two, how to create a killer profile, and step three, how to find quality clients. This online course is valued at $99. It can be yours for free. In addition to the free course, you'll get access to the ebook How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block. This contains advice from Aaron Sorkin, Carrie Fukunaga, and William Monahan. You can find all of this and more on creativeprinciples.live. Visit the website for new interviews, articles, and the daily blog. That's creativeprinciples.live.